All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Great Iron Zero's podcast. It's uh, episode 85. Episode Ocho Cinco. Episode Ocho Cinco. Oh, that's very good. We should start doing that. We are cleaning out the toy bin today. We'll get more into that uh, in our first segment. Follow the money. Al coming off of one and two. And Lucas secured the lock of the week. What else is new? Uh, and then finally, we get into the Lions uh, going into Lambo and smashing the Packers. So uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Okay, Al. Week four is just about in the books. We're just waiting on this Monday night game between the Giants and the Seahawks. But there was a big, um, I don't know, milestone in the NFL this past week as they had their first NFL broadcast in a Toy Story theme. I don't know how to describe it. It was like augmented reality. I th- it was. It was. Oh, I guess it wouldn't be that. I'd say the Nickelodeon one from last year was was a bit more in the augmented reality side just because they were yeah, taking the actual feed and then yeah. adding effects to it. This was a completely... This is more so virtual reality. Yeah, on, on its own feed. They had the players chipped up or whatever in their in their equipment to track all their movements as realistic as they could and put them all in a uh, Disney Toy Story setting. So it was very, it was very fun to watch for sure. I mean, obviously the novelty, if you're an adult, gets a little old after a little bit. But... I did turn it off uh, very quickly. Yeah, but just, just I mean, for, for kids wanting to get into the game or people who maybe just aren't as into sports, like I definitely think this is a fun like avenue for that. And technically, I mean, like I live in the animation world, so I can definitely admire the yeah. the uh just the amount of work that it took to make that happen and there's lots of impressive uh feats of technology going on. So definitely wanted to acknowledge that on the pod and uh we took it a step further than that and I guess our first segment here is going to be a little playoff of it. Yeah, so we're cleaning off or uh, cleaning out the toy bin. Uh, which toys are we still playing with? Which ones are we going to put towards the bottom of the toy bin? What we're not necessarily going to throw away yet, and then which ones are we too old for? And we're just like, you know what? Give it a goodwill. We don't want it anymore. Uh, so we've picked out certain players for each uh, each category. Uh, I'll go ahead. I'll start us off. Uh, I'm ready to throw away the Chiefs, the entire Chiefs roster. Uh, they're not that's, playing bad. That's a very they're not hot playing take. Bad, but I'm just sick of the circus. I'm sick of the fucking circus that is surrounding this team now. You know, as much as a hot take uh, as that is, can I just chime in with my thoughts? Yeah, go ahead. I fucking love it. I uh, I, I feel like watching them play the Jets last night. Uh, I think Collinsworth maybe made a comment about it in the commentary, but it really have a worse production staff. Well, it, doing the game. <laughs> it, it made me think about it after he made the comment uh, w- without Tyree kill and various other weapons that are missing. And they replace them with Kadarius, Tony and whatever else scrub receiver. There's no speed deep threat on this no, roster. And it's like the offense is just so it's so reliant on Mahomes and Kelsey, and that's it. I mean, Pacheco stepped up, had a big game last night, but like this offense is not nearly as like potent as it's been in the last few seasons. And it's the beginning of the year still. Maybe they'll figure it out and it'll be fine. They're always yeah. in the conversation, but but it is definitely noticeable right now that they just aren't as explosive as like Miami, Buffalo. 
some of these other teams that just have weapons galore or make weapons out of guys that you wouldn't necessarily think of like the Dolphins are currently doing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the whole Taylor Swift thing, it just got – the NFL just beat it into the loving fucking ground. Okay, so that's where you're – that's yeah, your main like, – That's my whole thing. Like, they, they played bad last night. Mahomes looked horrible. Uh, you could you could tell picks? you could tell he was frust- frustrated too. Yeah, uh, he looked very bad. Uh, but the amount of attention that NBC gave Taylor Swift last night was unfucking believable. Well, uh, there's already speculation as to if this thing is even a real thing, well, be- because yeah. be- because really, I mean, like if you think about it. Who benefits from her being on the on the TV broadcast a hundred times, the Instagram a hundred times? Who benefits? The NFL. the NFL sells more jerseys for Travis Kelsey that say Swifty on the back from they're fucking sold out. Yeah. Taylor Swift benefits because she gets a bunch more people to her oh, platform. Yeah. Travis Kelsey in the last week has almost a million more followers on Instagram. Yeah. So it's like a multi uh, multi level benefit. Everybody wins, and everybody gets the NFL fans, and everybody gets more rich. <laughs> yeah. uh, we uh, just have to sit there and deal with it. I I don't know. I mean, even the NFL at this point, their Twitter bio is Taylor Swift lyrics and three photos of her as their banner. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's out of gotten, control. It's like chill the fuck out. Who cares? The fact that Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman didn't even get mentioned. But were in the same box as her, entered the stadium at the same time as her. Sophie Turner was with them. Like, I mean, Sophie Turner. Let's let's calm down on that. That's I, not... you know, she's, she's a big deal. It's just it's it's out of out of control at this point. Chill the fuck out. Uh, they'll probably be on. I mean, they might be America's game of the week next week in Minnesota. And if she's there, God almighty, uh, I, I won't be watching. All right. Well, we've already put enough time into this conversation. Yeah. So I thought you were actually going for more of a Chiefs angle on this, oh. but it's definitely a Taylor Swift angle. It's a Taylor Swift okay. Angle. All right. Uh, my first, my first toy. <laughs> Taylor Swift should be the toy that you're throwing away. I guess not so. the Chiefs. Uh, Travis Kelsey's the toy you're throwing away. Uh, you know, I want to go a little bit more positive of a spin here. How about a, how about a toy I'm picking up or? Still playing not, with, still playing with, not throwing it away. Uh, the Houston Texans, yeah, uh, two and two, they get a pretty big upset W over the Jags, and then they just fucking took care of business yesterday against Pittsburgh. I, they beat the shit out of them. And CJ Stroud is looking real good for against for a, a rookie against a defense that a lot of people were saying, you know, one of the better defenses in the NFL. He made them look like Swiss cheese. Nico Collins with an ass load of yards. I had a fantasy matchup against him yesterday. He fucking roasted me in that game. Damien Pierce got it going. I mean, they they took care of business. And I think the big the big takeaway too is that I believe they're tied for the lead in the division because uh, you got the Jags yeah. at 2 and 2, Titans at uh they, they're 1 and 3 and no, they, they're they're two and two. Who's uh and then Colts are Colts are one and three, two and two. They're definitely not three and one. <laughs> because no, they lost the Rams they're yesterday. One and three, I think. Okay. They're either one and three or two or two and two. So I mean we, we talked about this division being the Jags to lose. Uh they're you know, they're rounding into form hopefully here. They've won the last uh or, sorry, they've won <laughs> one in a row. They they took care of they took care of business though against the Falcons. That they was for it. sure. They take care of business game for them. 
a tough one though coming up against Buffalo and Houston. I think uh, they're going into Atlanta. So Desmond Ritter starting. He uh, is. Which that's another throwaway for me. Done with him. Get him out. He's uh he is starting. It's confirmed. Uh wow. That's crazy. Uh, 19 of 31, 191 yards, uh, one touchdown, two picks, including a pick six, and both picks were back-to-back. And he got sacked four times for 31 yards. Um, he does not look good at all. He looks atrocious. Uh, yep. Bijan is doing everything humanly possible, 14 for 105, including a 40-yard run. Uh, not to mention he also had five catches for 32 yards. Uh, I mean, I I don't know what to do. How is Jonu Smith getting six catches for 95 yards with six targets, and Kyle Pitts is getting two for 21 with four targets? They just don't know how to use that guy. I guess so. They really I mean, don't. He's like purely a decoy. Uh, but back to Houston, C.J. Shroud, he looks easily the best out of the quarterback so far. Easily. For sure. For sure. Uh, he looks and he looks better good. than, right now, he looks better than some of the year two guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I maybe know. not, maybe not Brock Purdy, but you know. Well, that's a system. Uh, anybody could shine in that. And shit. no one loves to give that guy any credit. I give him credit, but I mean, you look at some of the. I feel like a majority of his throws yesterday against Arizona, just screen passes, and they would pick up eight yards for sure. You know, for sure. Um, I, I'm gonna pivot to uh, somebody I'm putting at the bottom of the toy bin for right now. So to clarify, you're not throwing the toy out, but, away, you're putting, but, but you're putting I'm it at the bottom. I'm not playing with it. I'm, I'm putting it away for right now. Joe Burrow looks like garbage. You know what? We we've got we've had two uh two similar uh toys written down here with the uh, Desmond Ritter stuff and uh, and the Joe Burrow Bengals show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like we like we called this quite a bit. We we just we we said before the season even started the dude's not 100. percent You're gonna yeah. suffer for it, and the longer that you try and make it work while he's banged up, he, it's just gonna delay, and it's showing. And they, I know that the first couple weeks here, everyone's kind of been like, ah, you know, the, the Bengals, the Bengals will get they'll, they'll get rolling here, but this does have a little bit of a different feel than the last two years. Uh, their one win was coming against the LA Rams. They did not score a touchdown. They scored three points against the Tennessee Titans, who have looked like garbage throughout the year. Burrow was 20 for 30, 165 yards. He was getting hit really often. T. Higgins is now banged up. Sit Burrow the next two games. You're at Arizona, and then you're at home against Seattle. Get right. Get right. Those are two winnable games even without Burrow. Although, honestly, I don't know how accurate that is because uh, the Cardinals play every team tough right now, and the Seahawks are no slouches. But then you have at San Francisco, and then you're at home against Buffalo. Those are two games that you need to win. Right now you're sitting at the bottom of the division. You're one and three. Baltimore's running away with it. They have, I think, three division wins. Two. I believe Cleveland and Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. Because they play Pittsburgh this week. Um, Sit Burrow. I mean, you got to put him on the shelf right now. He's not looking right. Uh, Jamar Chase is getting angry, rightfully so. I mean, they look like garbage on offense right now. I feel like also uh, 
and maybe this is an overreaction, I don't know, but I feel like Zach, Zach Taylor is being a little bit uh, exposed, if, if, if you will. I mean, I, before Burrow got there, he was – or even when Burrow was there early in his career. I think he, he was there the same year. Uh, I think he was there a year, a year prior, okay. uh, but they were awful. And they had the number one pick. That's why, uh, even been two years, I don't know. But anyways, uh, yeah, with a banged up Joe Burrow, tough schedule and, uh, everything we talked about. Yeah. He has not looked very good. So are you putting anybody else at the bottom of this way bin right now? Yeah. I, well, I got one toy I'm throwing out. Okay. Well, you got this is, this is a hard, uh, I'm throwing out, uh, I can't believe I'm saying it here week four of the 2023 season, but everything has an expiration date. Uh, You get too old to play with some toys and it's time to let them go. Uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Oh, okay. I had Mac Jones down. It's, it's done. Uh, Mm. Last night was the worst loss of his entire career. They looked, they looked so fucking bad. That's not even just like hyperbole. That is statistically the worst loss of his career. Yeah. Thirty-eight uh, to three, and it's against a Dallas Cowboys team on the road, albeit. But uh, you know, this Dallas defense is is clearly well above average. Mike Parsons is is a is a front runner for Defensive Player of the Year. He's a he's a beast, as we've talked about, as a lot of people have. Uh, but like, I don't know the. The, they just got rolled by a team that's like not even. I don't think they're in the top five discussion, really. I mean, top ten, probably mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Somewhere around there. But like top ten, one hundred percent. It's just they're a team offensively that has problems, and uh, they should not have lost as bad as they lost. I get under. I understand losing in Dallas to a team that is probably better than you, but getting rolled in that embarrassing fashion. Mac Jones looked terrible. They don't have any answers as, you know, Bailey Zappi's their backup. And by the way, he was a free agent like two weeks ago, so they have no idea what they're doing there. Belichick just refuses to actually, like, make significant adjustments on the offensive side of the ball. I know they have Bill O'Brien back, but, like, it's just the same old crap. And the, the game the game has moved on a little bit, and it's starting to show. It is. And I, it's, he's the greatest of all time, obviously, as a coach, but – at one point, at what point is this tarnishing his uh, his legacy? Right. I know he's got a couple records he's trying to get to, but like, just watching like games of class night, they're one and three in the division. The AFC is flying by them. They're not a team we're taking seriously anymore. It's just it's time to hit the reset button, especially in a year where you've got lots of lots of quarterbacks coming out of the draft, and we have, well, plenty of time to talk about all that stuff later in the year, but for, for right now, I'm I'm throwing this toy in the trash. I'm not even giving it to Goodwill. It's it's going in the garbage. Yeah. I, I didn't blame you. Uh, I got one other player that I'm going to throw away. Uh, stop giving the ball to Dalvin Cook in New York. Brees mm. Hall needs to be the dominant back there. Brees Hall had six carries for 56 yards. Granted, uh, one of them was for 43 yards. But how how is he only getting six carries? Dalvin Cook had five for 16. It's a drive killer. I know that Zach Wilson was slinging the rock last night, which was a great sign for him. And it's a great sign for Brees Hall. Brees Hall needs to be getting 15 to 18 carries a game. I mean, I, w- I would say at this point in the season, it's probably just because they're, they're trying to get him up to a 1,000% good. I guess so, yeah. And he's he's on a pitch count to a degree, and that's kind of why you have a Dalvin Cook. You know, you can go 
have let him be the workhorse for a little bit longer. But yeah, I mean, there, there are plays this season where he's looked spectacular. So I just don't think they're ready to fully unleash him yet. I, I wouldn't say throw Dalvin Cook in the trash, but definitely, definitely uh, put him on more of a pitch count and, and let's make this more of a 50-50 split between the two of them. Uh, what toys are you still playing with? Which ones are you not putting in the toy belt? Which ones are you not putting away? You're leaving them out. Well, I, I kind of mentioned the Texans, but uh, I'm I'm uh I'm still riding with Baker in the in the in the Bucks oh, here. Yeah, that's uh, good. Three and one, uh, only loss on the year to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Uh, they had a pretty easy time with the Saints yesterday. Killed them. And uh, I just I you know I kind of made my thoughts known on it yesterday or yesterday last week on the show. I was just like saying how much of a great fit Baker is for this team right now. And uh, just based on where they're at and, and especially in their division, which is weaker uh, and with Atlanta stumbling for sure. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans Carolina can't get out of their own way. And New Orleans, uh, they're always kind of a wild card. Now Derek Carr is hurt. So who knows? Uh, yeah. This is, this is looking good for them so far. So uh, yeah, I like Baker and the Bucks. I like them too. Um, I have two players in mind that I'm still playing with. One, uh, Devontae Adams is still in the running for top three wide receivers in the NFL right now. I mean, he's he's uh, carrying the water for that team right now, for he sure. He really is. Uh, even though they lose to what's-their-face? Chargers. Chargers. Um, with a backup quarterback – he had eight for seventy-five on thirteen targets last week. He murdered. Uh, who were they playing last week? Uh, last week was the uh, the Steelers. Steelers prime time. Uh, he had thirteen catches for one hundred and seventy-two yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he is still easily a top three wide receiver in this league. Uh, I feel like he kind of gets lost around the shuffle just because this. Raiders offense is not good, but right now, I mean, he is single-handedly helping that offense get to where it can be at this point. I don't think it it's not going to be, I mean, how many points have they scored in each game? Uh, 17 against the Chargers who were banged up on defense, 18 against the Steelers, 10 against the Bills, 16 against the Broncos. Banged up on defense, yeah, Khalil Mack finds a way to get six sacks in a game. Yeah, I mean, mean, is Joey Bosa holding Khalil Mack back? Uh, People are starting to ask. Um, The other player that I had, a little bit of a resurgence yesterday, how about Derrick Henry? Yeah, I mean – He'd he be, struggled this year. You know, he'd be he'd be a toy that I put back in the bin. I mean, like, I'm not throwing him away. Uh, but yesterday, before yesterday, he was definitely on the verge, like in that pile where it's like he might yeah. be going to donation. You know what I mean? Uh, 22 not anymore. on 122 yards and a touchdown. One for one, two yards, and a touchdown passing the ball. Uh, oh, I got a perfect, perfect one for this. Back to formula. Back to formula for <laughs> Derrick Henry. Tractor Cito season. Coming a little early this year. Uh, they need him to produce like that every game, plain and simple. I mean, Tannehill is still not looking very good. It's just it's it's a crazy ask, though, to, to have it your entire 100%. offense rely on him, especially when you have Hop and Traylon Burks and Tannehill, if he can pick it up. I mean, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I guess all that, those guys aren't going to blow anyone's socks off. But, yeah, 
It's, it's a lot to ask Derrick Henry to carry your, your team well, in 2023. He's been doing it for years. He's been doing it for years. I don't, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Uh, any other players that you wanted to mention? Any other teams that you wanted to mention? Uh, let's let's uh, maybe something quick, just because I want to kind of move on from this. Uh, yeah, my only my only last last team here. Uh, this is a toy I'm picking up, um, especially after one of the probably the best game of the early early slate yesterday. Uh, Buffalo Bills. I, yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, were thinking Miami. We're going to go in there and and take care of business and and keep doing what they're doing. But uh, Buffalo stepped up and and they showed they are still very much one of the superpowers in the AFC and the AFC East. Uh, Rock and home crowd. I couldn't believe the final score. I couldn't believe it got they got that high. Raft on the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins so. couldn't get a stop if. That was the only possibility left. They and like the Dolphins, like I wouldn't even say they played like horrible or anything. I think just the Bills just rolled them. I think the Bills just went in there and and were executing on all levels. I mean, Josh Allen and Diggs were just like, I mean, three touchdowns. I mean, it's crazy. Not, a great not day. necessarily a game that the Dolphins lost, but certainly a game that the Bills won. Agreed. Right. <laughs> Agreed. I love I love stupid sayings like that. Um. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead. Let's move on to follow the money. Okay, follow the money. Let's take a look at last week's picks real quick. Uh, I gave you Washington plus eight and a half. That was a winner. Uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, plus one twenty eight money line. No bueno. Uh, and then the LA Rams plus one hundred six. They tried everything to give that game away. Won it in overtime. Shout out Puka Nakuka. Uh, Big win right there. Uh, Al, on the other hand, uh, Carolina plus three and a half. Uh, new sir, they did not score a single point in the second half. That was brutal to watch. Uh, the over in London uh, for Atlanta and Jacksonville. Unfortunately, uh, Atlanta did not help you out at all. And then finally, the over in the Kansas City in New York Jets game. Uh, that was a W. Well, I feel like I mentioned it. Gave you twenty. I mentioned it last last show about the London game. That was kind of just like, well, you're either going to have a points bonanza or a very wet fart under, and guess yeah. which one it was. Yeah, so. a wet fart under. Not great. Uh, the lock of the week improves the two and two on my back. Uh, Russell Wilson over one and a half passing touchdowns. That was plus money, and it hit. There's never a doubt about it, baby. Mr. Unlimited. Here is so year to dates, year to dates before I jump into this week's board. Uh, Lucas is sitting at seven, four, and one. Al is sitting at four and eight, and the lock and week is sitting at two and two. So you got some work to do, Al. Yep. Um, here are the uh, over unders. We have the other un- uh, London game uh, coming up this week Jacksonville staying in London. The Bills are traveling across the pond. Uh, that total is set at 48. Uh, Carolina comes to Detroit this week. That total is set at 43 and a half. And then finally, Kansas City is traveling to Minnesota. That total is set at 52 and a half. All right. For the spreads, we have Baltimore on the road going to Pittsburgh. Baltimore is three and a half point favorites. Cincinnati is three and a half point favorites at Arizona. Dallas is traveling to San Francisco for Sunday Night Football. San Francisco opens up at three and a half point favorites. And then for the money lines, we have Houston plus 100 at Atlanta, Tennessee plus 100 at Indianapolis, and New Orleans plus 100 at New England. 
So, uh, I start out coming off the two in one week. I don't think, uh, God almighty, this gives me chills down my spine taking this for some reason. I'm taking Baltimore minus three and a half on the road in Pittsburgh. Uh, Is your idiot brain getting fucked by stupid? You don't like it? <laughs> Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Kenny Pickett is out uh, more than likely. Uh, suffered a nasty sack against uh, Houston this past week. Concussion protocol, right? Uh, is it? Con- I thought he. Would, I thought his leg got fucked up. Oh well, I thought I read some concussion protocol. I could be wrong. I'll, well, if I'll he admit plays that. even better, uh, Baltimore. I don't think they're going to lose this game, and I can easily see them beating them by a touchdown. So I'm taking Baltimore plus, or I'm sorry, minus three and a half. Uh, as much as uh, Pittsburgh does look like stinky doo doo right now, um, I will say this reeks of a trap game yeah, to me. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, my my first pick here. Uh, let's uh let's ride the hot hand. Let's go with the Houston Texans plus a hundred. I need a fucking boost, and I need it now. Falcons have. They, they looked like in this Jags game, they have lost a lot of momentum. I think they were they were rolling into Detroit, and Detroit broke them. Yeah. I think that's kind of where we're at. I think Ritter's been exposed, and uh, he really needs to have a rebound. I think he's lost that locker room, too. Did 100%. You see, did you see him try to high-five his other tight end? No, I, I didn't see that. Uh, his other tight end immediately snapped at him. Uh, basically told him, get the fuck out of my face. Damn. Well. Tough look. I like the pick, though. Um, if Zach Wilson can throw as well as he did on Kansas City's defense, I got to imagine Kirk Cousins does. I'm taking the over 52 and a half in Kansas City and Minnesota. I I will say, um, this this game or that that total was a candidate for uh, lock of the week oh. this week before you uh, put it on the board. So I don't think it. I don't think it has to be ruled out. Well, we might we might revisit that game. But. All right. But right. the over-under, uh, probably not. Uh, for me, uh, my second one here, I feel like uh, this has a potential of being a layup. I think it does. I think Dallas are frauds. Uh, somewhat. Somewhat. I think the defense is real. But Dak does Dak things. Yeah. Let's take the Niners three and a half. Give me money. Money me. Money now. I love it. At San Francisco, correct? Right? Yep, that is correct. Sunday Night Football. Dak is already being <laughs> grilled about the game in the post presser from last night's ass whooping from the Patriots to the Patriots. Uh, what is he getting grilled for? Well, you got you got reporters in, in the in the press room asking him about last year's matchup with the Niners oh. and it's on his mind <laughs> and shit like that. And oh, I gotta no. I gotta send you the clip because Dak's reaction is is crazy. He's literally doing this with his eyes. Is your idiot brain getting fucked by stupid? I mean, he is he is not happy about it. Uh, and then finally, my last pick, I'm going to take the under in Carolina and Detroit. I think, okay, wow. I think Carolina's defense uh, is still pretty good. Uh, and I think our defense uh, is going to give Bryce Young a, a tough time, especially coming into Ford Field. Uh, that stadium has been rocking recently. The run game is not going to be there for Carolina. Uh so they're going to make Bryce Young throw the ball, and I can see the rookie making some mistakes. And then our offense is not. Also, we'll get more into it in this next segment. But uh, your last pick, Al. Uh, look, I, I know that I know that we kind of just spent a lot of time crapping on the Bengals and and saying, oh, "God, this makes me nervous." Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, 
No, you know what? Let's uh, let's take the Cardinals to cover. All right. Let's take the Cardinals I like that to cover. A lot more. Yeah, I like let's that do a that. I fucking love it. Uh, plus three and a half. Uh, they've been scrappy, and they have been so fucking scrappy. This is a take. This is definitely a take care of business game for the Bengals. But uh, if if what we talked about earlier in the show, when the things are different right now, uh, maybe the Cardinals make it a game. I don't know. Swinging for the fences a little bit on this one, but yeah. We, I mean, we don't know if Joe Burrow is going to play. Uh, and Josh Dobbs has not looked as bad as I thought he would. Imagine when they have an actual quarterback. It's going to be weird. they gotta, they got to start losing some games, though, if they want to do that. Well, they got Murray. I mean, you know. No, no, no. Every day I wake up and I hope you're dead. That's, that's Cardinals fans. <laughs> Kyler Murray right now. Um. <laughs> We're going to have to be careful with that drop. <laughs> That's so good. Um, all right, to recap, I have uh, Baltimore minus three and a half, the over in Kansas City and Minnesota at 52 and a half, and then the under in Carolina and Detroit at 43 and a half. Al has Houston plus 100 on the road in Indy, or I'm sorry, at Atlanta. Uh, San Francisco hosting, hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. He has San Francisco minus three and a half. And then finally, Arizona plus three and a half at home against Cincinnati. Uh, be sure to stay tuned uh, to the end of the show uh, for Lock of the Week. Uh, we're also adding a stipulation to this Lock of the Week that uh, I made up this past week. So uh, be sure to stay tuned uh, to the end of the show for that. Uh, all right. Let's talk Lions. Let's go Lions! Okay. Let's recap this past Thursday night game. The Lions go into Lambeau Field and win 34 to 20. It was 27 to 3 at halftime. So they got outscored, what, 17 to 7 in the second half? Uh, that first half was so needed. I fucking love it! It was so needed. Uh, they needed to go in Green Bay and just mollywop these fools. Shut everybody down. Let them know that this is our division. Uh, they're two and zero on the road now. That's two and zero in Kansas City and Lambeau. Those those Prime are time game. Your two biggest road games of the Thursday year, probably. Night. I would I would say probably. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how it gets much bigger than the only other team in the division that looks like they might give you some grief this season and the Super Bowl champs. Uh, those seem like pretty enormous early season matchups to go take care of. And this one uh, felt very convincing, very early. Uh, second half definitely got a little more shaky. Uh, it was, there was Took the foot off in the second half. And, which I, you know, it made me nervous the entire time. I was just thinking of ways that this could blow up and, and, and fall apart, but no, that's, that's, that's SOL baby. This is BNL. Uh, they, they stay alive and, uh, it ultimately ends up being a pretty convincing W for them. I think they kind of exposed, uh, the green Bay offense for sure. Uh, their defense as well, but definitely the defense looked a little better in the second half than the first half. I would say, uh, yeah, I, I also really do think that they just, Flat out took their foot off the, the gas in the second half. Uh, they controlled this game from start to finish, though. Even when the Packers were mounting that comeback, uh, they go down the field. Uh, David Montgomery, I mean, 
what a fucking workhorse this guy is turning out to be. 32 carries, 121 yards, three touchdowns. Basically Jamal Williams, but better, which I think we've been saying all summer long. And I, yeah, agreed. And I also was kind of surprised that uh, not only was he back a little earlier than I thought he was going to be based on injury concerns, but uh, the volume and usage that he got in this game, I mean, he was he was RB one for sure. He was uh, oh yeah. He was getting way more carries than I anticipated. Uh, but he looks fine to me. I mean, he had a great game. That was thirty two of forty three rushing attempts and uh, one hundred thirty one hundred twenty one of our two hundred eleven rushing yards. Uh, a big run also came from Khalif Raymond, which Goff laid a fucking hysterical block. It was a really good block, but it was really funny to watch in real time. Um, Look at Goff getting a scrambling TD one week, laying the wood another yeah. week. Uh, laying the wood it. is one, one way to put it. Um, <laughs> so that's that's a good segue into my my next question. Goff doesn't look that great this year, does he? Uh, look, I mean, he's had a pick in, in three, three games back to back to back yeah, now. And uh, I also think we need to, you know, kind of acknowledge that he is working with not all the tools that he could have as, at his disposal. I mean, we're waiting on – we'll talk about JMO, But, yeah. uh, you know, no JMO. Marvin Jones has been uh, kind of uh, – Ghost. Yeah, scratch, scratch is putting it nicely. Josh Reynolds has looked really good. Amon Ra and, and Reynolds have, have both looked very good. Laporta has also looked good. One of the best tight ends in the league right now. But, like, you know, tough tough schedule-ish to start off, and no JMO yet. Marvin's a non-factor. I don't know. You can run in game. They're still figuring it out with Gibbs a little bit. Like, Montgomery has looked fine. Well, but it's it's increased every week, though, right? I mean, like, yeah. with Gibbs, at least. Like, Montgomery, I feel like, has been fine the whole year. He looked really good this last week, but I don't know. I mean, five yards a carry on 43 carries is just asinine, right? I mean, that that's so many attempts for and, – and to have an average of five yards a carry – sensational well I mean, jameer gibbs eight carries for 40 yards that's no slouch either well what are you thinking about Goff? i mean all the pff people are still loving Goff. maybe not as much as i feel last like year star receivers but... his picks have looked not good at all yeah that that i would agree with that those have not looked great the last couple of weeks um i think a lot of the balls are receivers making plays guys wide open um so i don't know Goff. He hasn't he hasn't wowed me yet like he was last year. I mean, last year I feel like down that stretch he was playing easily the best football of his career, and so I was kind of hoping I would see that carry into this year. But I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't really seen it with him yet. Um, he also had a great game against the Seahawks too. I mean, that was a really good game by him. Yeah, outside of the pick six, but um, let's look at the list of demands that we gave them last week. I demand satisfaction. We wanted three or less penalties. That one was a long shot. Um, with being in Green Bay, um, they had eight for 70. So still not good. They really do need to clean that up. Because um, penalties will end up killing us in big games. Uh, two turnovers. 
Shout out Jerry Jacobs. That was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, by himself. Um, we wanted 75% or better on third down. They were 7 of 17. It's a vast improvement. Uh, it's closer to 50, but yeah, 60. It was a vast improvement. Like last week, I think they were 4 of 14. Uh, that's actually no difference, really. <laughs> well, they went 3 of 3 in that difference. So, um, But... The reason I will give them a pass on this one, two for two on fourth down. Good job. Um, we wanted uh, we wanted the, the individual player. We wanted to keep that momentum. Hutch with two sacks. I think he had one and a half on the night, so we'll count it. He split with Kaminsky. Right? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. One and a half on the night. The first tackle, the first sack was – Incredible. Uh, him grabbing Jordan Love's collar. It was basically a uh, give me your lunch money punk kind of. Um, the fuck you say to me, you little shit? <laughs> it was basically give me your lunch money punk kind of sack. Uh, so that was really good. Overall, they had five sacks on the night. So that offense, that defensive line is getting going. I don't think, I'm pretty sure they did not sack, they did not blitz Love one time in the first half in a lot of those. Uh, came in the first half. Isaiah Bug sighting, which is really good. We really needed that interior uh, defensive line to get going, so that's fantastic to see. And then a year's Al was contained Jordan Love. Do you think they accomplished that? Uh, I would say so, yeah. yeah. Again, uh, first first half was a molly whopping. Uh, he played a little better in the second half, but yeah, for the most part, uh, he was he, he was, was who we thought he was. He was contained. Um, all right, so Lions moved to three and one. They're now sole leaders of the division. They're one and zero in the division. They're two and one in the conference. Um, they're looking good right now. Well, but uh, before we move into Carolina. any, yeah, Panthers game, you know, we're a quarter in now. Yeah, right. They're three and one. They have beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They lose to Seattle at home. They beat Atlanta at home. Bounce back game. Uh, not the prettiest, but good win, convincing, yeah. took care of business. And then Green Bay in parts of this game on the road, prime time, uh, they show this is their division. I think three and one with everything that's happened so far, even with the Seattle loss where it was a close game by the time it was over. And, and we lost in overtime. Right. And this team, there, there's an argument to be made that they could be they could be four and out. They're not. They're three and one. Yep. They're a division leader. I mean, for me, a plus grade so far because it's pretty un like maybe four and out is an A plus. I'd say an A, a solid A though. Right, right, right. And I was also I was just gonna tack on to your point. Uh, you think about we have already gotten. I mean, every team gets this, but we've gotten decimated by injuries already. We definitely had a few. I mean, we've had Vitai Decker. Uh, we've lost Glasgow. No, maybe not Glasgow, but we lost Evan Brown. I think. Uh, I think Jonah Jackson was banged up for. Jonah Jackson's game. been banged up, so the entire offensive line. We lost Monty for a while. Uh, Reynolds has been questionable. Amon's been questionable. Uh, we've lost Kirby Joseph. We've lost CJ. CJ Brian Branch is now banged up. 
which thank God he came back into the game because I was getting nervous. Why the fuck did he come back into the game? He's a dog, dude. He's got the dog in him. You <laughs> like, know we that. Were up, man. We did not need him. He also got banged up coming back into the game. Like, stay the fuck on the sideline, Brian. We need you next week. Uh, but but I get your point. Mosley's coming back now. Uh, we've lost Justin Houston. We've lost so much already. James James Houston. James Houston. Uh, so really three and one with everything that we've dealt with is really good. And we've got a Panthers team who is currently the number two worst team in the league. Yeah. Coming in winless. Coming into our house. Then we gotta go to Tampa. It's a little tougher. That's They're, gonna be yeah, that's gonna which, be, I've had that marked down as a fucking win and uh, now I don't know. Which it's breaking breaking news on the podcast as we're recording. That game has been flexed. Uh, it was. It's been moved to the four thirty, four twenty-five. Oh, interesting. Slate on America's that same day. It would appear so. Interesting. Interesting. I think Tampa playing really well is probably probably made that happen because it also could do with the Sunday night game. Maybe they're flexing something in. Oh, maybe they're taking the Jets out. That'd be good. Is, <laughs> I'd are, love are that. They, are they on Sunday night again? God, they're. they're I mean, they were a prime time darling this year. Yeah. It made sense at the time, right? Um, yeah, I mean they got they got some games, man. They they can easily head into the bye week, two three losses, right? I mean, yeah, but but you know, a lot more W's than L's going into the bye week, a lot more right? W's than L's. Let's let's hope. Uh, it's you were sitting here saying saying seven and zero oh and shit like that, that a couple I, weeks hey, ago. You know what? I'm not. I could not be that far off. I said that was if they won against Seattle, uh, Carolina. Honestly, I mean, if we're talking, if we see the same team that we saw these past four weeks, Carolina should be a win. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. This is a Tampa look, Bay. I'll admit that one is interesting. Yeah. This is a good football team right now. Any way you slice it, uh, this is a take care of business game. Yes. If you lose this game, this is a embarrassing SOL loss. Yes, one hundred percent. There is no reason that you should lose to the Panthers in your house uh, with all of the struggles that they've had. I mean, I think the Bears and Cardinals are about the only teams right now at this current point in the year that they can beat. Yeah. And. I need to maybe go back and watch more of their highlights and everything from the year, but like, yeah, they. I'm surprised they're winless. We we were pretty we were pretty hot on, we them. Were pretty high up on them, and adding Bryce Young and and Frank Reich, we thought would be the recipe to get a couple more wins than they got. And this was going into the year, a game with a lot more question marks to me. But no, not the first month is through, and we've seen with these two teams where they're at. Um, yeah, if you lose this game, uh, I have serious questions. All right, list of demands for the Panthers. I demand satisfaction. Uh, the team. Let's get a two-possession lead going in, uh, going into the second half. So leaving the first half, let's have a two-possession lead, at least 10 points. Uh, for the offense, let's start. No question about it. I want to start converting every single red zone into a touchdown. Especially with the fact that Monty was running the ball the way he was. No more field goals in the red zone. That needs to be a touchdown every time. Might be tough. Brian Burns. Might Derek be tough, Brown. But 
They got players. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disclaiming or uh, I'm not. You know, throwing the Carolina's defense out. I think that's going to be a real battle this week. Uh, defense. This one. It might sound tough, but honestly, I think this should be a shoe-in for them. Carolina killed us last year on the run, on the ground game. They murdered us. I think they had like almost damn near 300 yards rushing. <laughs> With Dante Foreman, if memory yeah. serves, it was a bad game. They are now, I think, the league leader in rush defense. We have, I think, 263 total yards. Really? With Miles us. Sanders? No, 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 no. The Lions. Okay. Okay. The Lions are the best run defense in the NFL currently, I believe. I could be wrong about that, but I'm not going to fact check myself. Hold them to 50 yards rushing. Make Bryce Young be with his arm because he's going to fuck up one way or another. And and by the way, they have a uh, – I won't – well, it's tough to say. I guess sneaky bad receiving core. I mean, yeah. Adam Thielen, uh, he's good. He's a great player, but he's also 30, 31. DJ Chark revenge game, I guess. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be real, I don't know. Uh, all right. The last one, the individual player, keep the momentum going. I feel like that's going to be the theme of this all year long. I'm not going to say, I mean, we didn't really talk about JMO coming back, but we can get into it after this. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to say JMO go out there five catches, 75 yards and a touchdown. I'm not going to do that because honestly, they're probably going to ease him back in. Right. Keep Monty's wheels going. Let's keep this motherfucker trucking. A hundred plus, hundred plus rushing yards. And let's get back to how explosive this offense was last year. Two 20 yard runs. I don't think we've had a running back go for 20 yards this entire season through four games. Monty had, I think his long last week was 16. Gibbs was like nine. Uh, I want to see somebody break one loose, man. There's nothing. We've had a couple of downfield shots from Goff, but nothing in the running game yet. The running game has just been steady solid, which is great. But Last year, in the you know the first four games when we had Swift at 100%, that motherfucker was breaking off 60, 70-yard runs. Let's get back to that. Let's see Monty bust one through the whole offensive line, push those motherfuckers out of the way. Also, these are the kind of plays we do want to see, be seeing from Gibbs a little bit, Absolutely. that explosiveness, that speed. But, uh, the only reason I'm not saying this for Gibbs is because even with I, – I, hopefully, I mean, he uh, he gets one, but he just doesn't get the volume that Monty does which is the only reason that Monty's getting this, and he's not. Uh, I actually uh, – I have two demands this okay. week. Uh, I don't always come prepared with a bunch. I kind of just let you let you cook. But uh, our conversation, uh, plus just what we've been talking about these last couple of weeks, has inspired me a little bit. Uh, demand number one, no picks from Goff. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Uh, we need to clean that up a little bit. I, I know three interceptions over three games, and especially considering how well he was doing prior to that, it's 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 almost a non-factor when you think about it for every other quarterback in the NFL. But hey, let's just not keep this direction moving. It's fine to throw a couple picks this year, but like, let's not do one every game. Yeah. You know what I mean? This just needs to be cleaned up a little bit. So no picks for golf this weekend. Say questionable Panthers defense. 
Uh, and I guess the second demand, it really will kind of get us into the JMO conversation a little bit because you kind of were saying it's all right if he comes in and it's not a barn burner, it's, if he doesn't have all these great stats and everything. Uh, I need to see something from JMO this game. Uh, I don't think you will. Well, that's that's my demand. Uh, it's it's vague, but I want to see something from him. I'm not saying it has to be an absolute bomb touchdown play or 100 yards receiving, but you know we talked about him a lot in the offseason for many reasons. But towards the end of the preseason, during the preseason when he was playing, uh, he was looking like he was having some trouble and some problems, like just on the field. Right. So like, it's good that he's back a little bit early here because it gives him more time to get up to speed quicker and have more games potential where he's just like hundred percent good to go in this offense. Mm. Uh, but like it's year two, you've missed a lot of time. Uh, this is a take care of business game with not particularly a great defense that you're going up against. Show me something because I am definitely on the non JMO fan camp right now, as we've talked about. And uh, for me to start believing again, I need to see something pretty quick. Yeah. The reason I, don't think he will is because I'm going to imagine that they really uh, they put him back in the kitty gloves. With him coming off the injury, I don't think they're going to rush him back into it. Him not having uh, any playing time the past three weeks or four weeks, uh, I don't think they'll set him out there and give him eight targets. I think he'll be lucky to get two. Um, but and that's and that's fine. But show me something with those two targets, right. really. Like it doesn't. Like I said, it doesn't need to be a hundred yards or a, t- a bomb. It just it needs to be like you need to see one catch that goes for forty yards. Something. You need to see one big play. Yeah, right? a, a shift in momentum for the offense because of him. So a non-negative <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. play or impact by Jameson Williams is what I would actually like to see. To right, be honest. Right. Okay. All right, I like it. Okay, uh, score prediction? Uh, I, as I said, Lions are going to take care of business in this game. I have no problem putting my nuts on the table with that one. Uh, let's go Let's go. Lions 34, Panthers 10. This is going to be a good game for the Lions. I think we go Lions 24, Panthers 6. Okay, even less. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, I don't see that offense getting going against us. Okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and let's close the show out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to Gridiron Zero's podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, Gridiron Zero's is the handle for everything. Um, all right, now we're back to lock of the week. Uh, we're two and two on the year. Uh, Al, you're zero and two on the year, uh, and that means uh, new rule. This is uh, unprecedented. This is unprecedented. Uh, you're getting put in the backpack. Fucking embarrassing! What this means is if uh, Al goes 0-3, he loses his privileges to give lock of the week. Uh, Then it will just be me uh, giving out a lock, and then when I lose uh, a lock of the week, if, I guess I should say, um, then Al will have a one-shot at redemption. He will... (laughs) He will give out his lock of the century. It's <laughs> ridiculous. If he loses that, he goes back into the backpack and the picks return to me. If I lose two in a row, uh, which I pray to God that never happens, um, 
I will also join him in the backpack and we will start uh, bringing or having guests uh, send their lock of the weekend. I was really hoping that this wouldn't have to be a conversation we're having in the first month of the year, but here we are. It's not a good look for uh, week five. No, no. <laughs> but, but Al, the time is now. Uh, you have all the pressure in the world. This cannot be a loser. Back to formula. He's going back to formula, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Al, the lock of the week is in. But it's a lock. Play. Lucas, I, I know that your back to formula lock of the week's picks usually revolve around a Lions opponent yeah. stat line. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a good method. Uh, I, I did strongly consider it. But I'm going to go with something that I can rely on even more than that. Okay. And that is the Minnesota Vikings being fraudulent in any time slot except 1 p.m. at home. In fact, sometimes that happens too. But uh, it's it's definitely going to happen this coming Sunday at 425 at Minnesota. The Kansas City Chiefs come into town and visit. Mm -hmm. We're going to give the Chiefs their five and a half point spread. Uh, I think they will cover this handily. But it's a lock! And I I initially was kind of thinking the over-under on the game, but you had that on the board for Follow the Money, so we're just going to not go with that. I still wanted some action in this game, though. Fuck the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I know we kind of also were crapping on the Chiefs a little bit earlier in the program, but uh, I mean, five and a half points against a team of Minnesota's caliber currently. Um, Go take care of business. And, And Patrick Mahomes was clearly frustrated by the Jets game. Uh, Taylor Swift will be in attendance, I, I assume. So uh, let's let's get a five and a half point spread. Let's get back on track. To me, this felt like one of the easiest. Uh, <laughs> I say that now. Locks on the board for next week. So let's ride. All right, Kansas City minus five and a half. I like that pick. I mean, I got to imagine. Uh, I I imagine that Kansas City would go into New York and beat them by ten, uh, but. Minnesota and New York are not the same team. You know, the the Jets at home in primetime with an excellent defense. And nothing uh, to lose. And nothing to lose uh, is a different situation than a team that is that is floundering, even though they got their first win against the Carolina Panthers. It does not matter that and they're a bad team. Offense will be hot yeah. and heavy in this game for them probably, but I don't know. I just I don't think there's anything to really believe in with them. I think the Jets are more... Uh, spicy matchup on paper than the Vikings. I agree with that 100%. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you back here uh, next week for episode 86. Until then, make good choices, good decisions, and we'll catch you on the next one. Later.